Welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host, Miguel Valdez. And I'm here today with my friend, Helene Iversen. Did I say it right, Helene? Yes, almost, almost. It's oh. Helene uh, Iversen. Helene, how? Iversen. Helene Iversen. Yes. Helene Iversen, she's visiting us today from Denmark. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, Helene, can you share with our friends, um, you've been here for a week. Yes. This is a really interesting uh, conversation that we were having, and I want to share with everybody. Helene is visiting us from Denmark, and she's visit, uh, staying here in Rochester. She's been here for a, over a week, and um, she decided to stay in a Airbnb. Is yes, it Airbnb. And how how your experience has been? It has been uh, it has been uh, so nice. Uh, I actually I've I've been staying in a lot of hotels, but I don't like to stay in a hotel because it's so neutral. And uh, I like uh, I like things and um, houses to be personalized and. Uh, Therefore, I chose to try Airbnb. Uh, so I stay in a big house uh, with a Chinese family. In Rochester, Minnesota. In Rochester, yes. Just five minutes walk from here. And uh, uh, we are five people sharing one bathroom. So uh, I need to take... That, that feels uh, like home then. Yes, yes, it does. And uh, I need to take my shower in the evening. Oh. To be sure that I'm able to have a shower because five people in the morning. Yeah, you run out of cold, yeah, hot water. Yes. And then uh, we have a kitchen, small kitchen, where we can cook. But uh, unfortunately, there's only one spoon. I and, see. Um, one spoon. Wow. Yes, one spoon. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe the Chinese people, they mainly use to eat with sticks chopsticks? and that could be yeah. chopsticks yeah. that could be uh, an explanation yeah well, could you imagine if they come to your house and they're like what there is no chopsticks here how do they <laughs> yes. same 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 way yes so how, how many uh what is the average size of, uh, of one family in in denmark mm, these well, days typically um well we we have what we call a core family. I'm sure you have. I know you have the same. Uh, what is the concept? Core. Core family. I I don't have any other expression for it. But but. What does that mean? By that we mean. I think we mean an original family, with uh, two when a with a, a couple and two children. Okay. But as uh, many other countries, uh, we have. A lot of divorces and um, then families nowadays uh, are consisting of um, the biological parents and uh, new parents and um, I see. you and uh, the kids from the other uh, couple. Yeah, from other couple and uh, and um, I think uh, that can be a, a great challenge. Does families in in Denmark travel a lot? I mean within their own country, like here in the United States, their families usually split, uh, well, this country being so big. What about in, in Denmark? Does families settle more 
where they're ori originally from? Yes, or, or yes, they actually they do. Actually they do. I know. Uh, 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 I know there has been uh, a study where where you can see and uh, where you can reveal that people they actually stay where they were born, even if uh, Denmark is a very small country. Mm -hmm. We are only five million people. Does Greenland is considered territory uh, of? Yes, uh, yes and no. Yes and no, right? Yes and no, because uh, Greenland is an independent country. Oh. But um, Greenland uh, relies on uh, Denmark and has been relying on Denmark for uh, many years. Or kind of like a colony. Si since it was discovered. Yes, yeah, since it was discovered, and uh, I can't. Uh, I don't regard Greenland as a colony. Okay. Uh, and just uh, as a territory, or yes, it's more like a territory. Um, there only lives twenty thousand people up there. Like cousins, far. Sorry. <laughs> it's om almost like a cousin, like a second cousin. Yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, they speak Greenlandic and they speak Danish. And um, mm. Dan. What well, well, the currency? What do they use? Uh, Danish current uh, kroner. Oh, kroners. Yes, they use Danish kroner. Do you guys don't use euro? No, kroner. Oh. We don't have euros. Wow, I thought yes. you... So, uh, yes, Denmark uh, is um, is a part of the European um, Union. Union, But we have voted no. We have refused a lot of uh, the arrangements or the, the deals in European community yeah uh, yes so uh, we have um, yes we have uh, special arrangements with <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how, uh, well, how we are yes and that's how we are in Denmark uh, we are a very small country but uh, we have um, we are very open-minded and uh, we have a very uh, great freedom of speech and we have a very very good democracy. Yeah, I did. I did experience that um, about open-minded and, and freedom to speak because I shared with you that we have an exchange student from Denmark in my parents' house when I was growing up, and they did share with us um, the Mike Michael is his name. He was he'll tell you in your face if he didn't like something or. Yes. Not, he wouldn't be, I don't want to say polite, but that's part of the culture. He w would just say, like, why are you why are you late five minutes? You say you're going to be here at 10 o'clock and you're not here. Why? I, I need to know why. I don't, in Mexico, everybody is like, uh, we tell you five, but we show up around 520, five, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> and nobody will worry about it, but he was like, yes. why, why are you late? An explanation. So, yes. yeah, it's part of the culture. Um, and uh, we are, our ancestors are the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And um, once I was on a plane and uh, with a foreigner uh, on our way to Copenhagen, and he wanted to uh, be taught to speak some Danish. So he started uh, like saying, what's the word for thank you? And I said, it's tak. And what's, how do you say hello? And I say, uh, we say hi. 
And then he said, uh, "What? What?" And then he asked, "What's the word for please?" And then I <laughs> kept thinking because actually we don't have a word for please. You just ask for it. Yes, <laughs> we just ask for it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and it haven't occurred to me before. <laughs> we have a word. We have a like a sentence we teach very small children. If they want some marmalade or mm-hmm. um, a snack, yeah, yeah. a snack. Uh, um, but if uh, an, uh, a person more than five years old uh, use that expression or those words, we we think they must be crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yes, Eleni, um Talking about travel, can you t- share with our friends why is the reason that you're traveling here to Minnesota? I wish to meet Dr. Elizabeth Stewart and I want I wish to learn some more about fibroids because I regard her as uh, the world's expert on fibroids. I see. And Dr. Elizabeth or Abby Stewart, she was our, our guest on episode 9, so please uh, listen episode 9 and uh, episode 9 where she talks about this uh, great study that they're conducting um, on nine nine sites across the United States. So you you came here to, again, to collaborate, so you said? Yes, on? to collaborate and to learn about fibroids. Okay. Um, because uh, there what are very much to learn about fibroids. What has been your experience? working with fibroids or the health system, in this case in Denmark? Um, When I started uh, to deal with gynecology in 1994, uh, a fibroid was just a ball in the uterus, and there was like one only treatment and that was a hysterectomy which means remove the which means uh, removal of uh, the uterus and uh, usually also uh, the cervix wow and at that time uh, even if it was a young woman yes and uh, in very very rare cases uh, the the women had a a myomectomy which means uh, again a rather big operation where you make a scar, uh, an incision in the abdomen, and and remove the fibroid only. So uh, and that wasn't offered to everybody. That was no. Uh, it was only offered in very rare cases where the women had uh, a child, a wish for childbearing. Okay. And do you specialize in any specific treatment? Or you, uh, are you familiar with all the treatments that can be offered for uh, women dealing with fibroids? I'm familiar with all, with all of the treatments, uh, but um, we don't really have uh, uh, MR-guided high fuel ablation in Denmark. What does that mean? Uh, MR-guided high fuel ablation is an alternative to surgery where okay. where you heat up the tissue in the fibroid so it uh, the cells die and then uh, are re- uh, then they are reused by the body i see 
Um, and can you mention a little bit what is uh, what what is the benefits of um, uh, of quality of life? The offering different treatments for women. What what would it be the the outcome for you know trying different different treatments? How would that improve the quality of life? Uh, it it depends on what kind of problem you have with your fibroids. What uh, uh, what is bothering you? Um, I think uh, hysterectomy will will be the last option. Okay, and then you mentioned that in the past that was kind of the first choice, or or you you share with me the. It was is really upsetting to you the probably in some places is still being the first choice yes. where the woman doesn't get it. Yes. And yes. then especially if in a young woman uh, during their stage when they can still have families and yes, if it's a young woman, uh, she will uh, typically be offered a myomic to me. She will, and uh, but um, it can maybe be hard for for uh, for physicians or other uh, for people to understand why a woman uh, beyond 45 without a wish for childbearing she she doesn't want a hysterectomy uh, but for many women it's a, a part of being a woman uh, to yeah. to still have her uterus and um, Therefore, I think uh, the women should have more options. That's one thing. And again, uh, I think uh, when we offer treatments, uh, we it would be more likely to start with the um, uh, with the with the uh, le less invasive treatment, and the treatment uh, which. Uh, which doesn't really means uh, other uh, side effects mm -hmm. or diseases to the woman. And uh, a hysterectomy, um, with a hysterectomy, there will be a risk of having prolapse later in life, and there will be a risk of having problems uh, with uh, urinary incontinence. Mm -hmm. I see, and that's part of the also the study that Dr. Abby Stewart is conducting where they're trying to find out what is the best option yes. for diverse yes. communities also. Yes. And all women. Yes. What works better for it? Yes. So so what we uh, I think what what we what what we really want to do is uh, to find out what is the problem for this certain woman what is her problem and how can we help her to solve that problem so uh, that's our focus so if she had problems with the uh, heavy bleeding then we are focusing on that one if she has uh, bulk uh, related symptoms uh, then we are focusing on on uh, to solve we are focusing on to, so to solve th that problem yep. So we are what what we are aiming for is to solve a problem and help a woman 
rather than just uh, remove her uterus. I see. And obviously they'll improve right there the quality of life of the individual. Yes, yes. Yep. But it's up to the patients to tell us to speak up yep. what her problem is and then we are aiming to solve that problem, not give her a new one. That's so true. Mm. So, Eleni, uh, thank you for being here today. And I want to, again, in encourage everybody to listen episode 9 so uh, you can put the pieces together here with our conversation today with Eleni. Eleni? Helena. Helene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. So today when you go back, uh, enjoy the visit visit with the other people at your Airbnb. It's Airbnb, cool? yes, yes. Is this is your first you. time using it? Yes, it is. And it won't be the last. Oh, great. I so have you, have you used that? Uh, so? Have you used it in Europe? Yes, we have it in Europe too. But yes. have you used it? No, not yet. Oh, it's okay. The first time so this is me. your first experience. Yes. Would you recommend that for people traveling? How does that compare price-wise? Definitely, definitely. Or location-wise. It's very much cheaper. It's very much cheaper, and then uh, you you will have the opportunity to get in contact with the locals, and uh, that's really why why I travel. Yeah. It's not to see buildings or sites. You don't I don't matter so much. You don't want to see a nice towel fold them waiting for you. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again. And we'll be in touch. Uh, we're going to be posting Helene email in our site on smartrightnetwork.net and also on the Facebook. Find us on their community board, on Twitter, also on their community board. And stay tuned and please make sure you follow us on iTunes also on their community board podcast subscribe get in touch with us if you want to share information with the community and go outside and travel bye bye yeah.